0: This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com.
1: Excited to be with you here today on Mercy Talk. Uh, this is Brooke, and I'm here with Melanie and Rachel. Hey, hey guys! And we are wrapping up our leadership series today. And again, this is for anyone and everyone. So if you hold influence, you are a leader. Which means if you're a person you are a leader because you influence someone in your life. Okay. Um, so no matter how large or small your sphere of influence, uh, this is going to be for you. So with that being said, this last attribute is no small thing. In fact, we are talking about something that sounds kind of trendy right now. A lot of people are talking about it, but it's something that can be quite difficult to live out on a daily basis. Um, and so we're talking about courage. Right, so Courage looks cool on our t-shirts and our jewelry, and I'm, I'm going to go with at least 10 different versions on a coffee mug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, we even feel inspired after watching a movie where someone has displayed Courage. For me, that is Legally Blonde. Mm. Oh my, that, out that. that
2: was for sure what I thought you were going to say Let first. Me, was it really? No. Oh. <laughs>
1: What guys? Curse, you I was literally watched, thinking like Braveheart? That's, yeah, or that's like, right. no. Yeah. Like, like no? Yeah, no, I know, and I know that is so off-brand for me. But guys, I'm telling you, if you watch like that sequence where she's like, "I'm gonna do this Harvard Law School that's thing," that's true. I would literally watch that sometimes before writing my dissertation. Super inspired. I love it. Super pumped. Who knew it. So you Thank know you, what, guys? Elwood. There you go. Uh, yeah, so it, it disappoints my husband every time I say that. Um, so anyway, but honestly, guys, living it out uh, is rarely glamorous, like it was on Legally Blonde. Sure, true. Um, And so most of the time it can feel lonely. It can feel like I don't even know what that means. And a lot of times these words we use, we don't really know Yeah. what that, what does that actually mean, right? We're like, yeah, yeah, courage. Yeah. And then how do I actually live that out? Mm-hmm. So um, it does require a great amount of sacrifice, Um Not the trendy word. Sacrifice is not not the word we want to talk about. Don't see that on coffee mugs. No, you don't. You don't. No. Um, I'll probably make one now, Um, (laughs) and it also requires a lot of effort. And you know, we talk about this on here sometimes, but guys, those words that seem scary, I really want to take those back for the kingdom. Mm, I like um, that. that they don't have to be so scary. So. Anyway,
0: No, that's so good. You're right. I was just thinking that same thing. You don't see the word sacrifice on coffee mugs. It's not as cute Mm -hmm. as courage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't sound very cool. Uh, But as we dig into this a bit more, we'll find that leading from a place of courage actually takes just that. It takes sacrifice. And it's really, it's actually a very costly thing. It requires us to give up what's comfortable and safe and Truly, I mean, honestly, if we're going to get real, what's popular for the good mm-hmm. of others and for the mission in some cases and even future generations. Okay, that felt heavy right off the bat. So let's make this practical for just our everyday mm-hmm. lives
2: as we dive into this. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's an article that we found just kind of as we were preparing for this um, series and specifically um, today's show, and it was written by um, Forbes magazine, and it was called Seven Hallmarks of Truly Courageous Leaders, and we are not, if everyone's like, oh boy, we're about to go through seven characteristics, I'm not going to go there, guys. Too long. We just picked kind of the ones that we really felt stood out the most to us, um, and the article was written by a lady uh, named Margie, I don't really know how to say her last name, but we're War- going to go
1: Warl. with Warl. Yeah. Warl. Whirl. If you say it like me, it all is just- <laughs> yeah. from Louisiana. That's right. Whirl. I love it. That's it. <laughs> Sorry
2: to disrespect your name, Margie. If you're yeah. listening in. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so like as we read our article, as we kind of dove into this, um, you know, it's kind of like, oh man, these qualities are nothing new. This is not going to be like, oh, I never thought about that before. But we also just thought it was so interesting. And maybe not so interesting, but just like like Jesus displayed these things perfectly. He was the perfect example of a perfect Mm -hmm. leader. And so all of these things that Forbes says is a great characteristic of leader. like, guess what? We already saw it. Like Jesus did it. He knocked it out. Yeah. So we're going to talk through some of those characteristics, but we're going to actually look at how Jesus like perfectly displayed those things. And so. Um, The first one we're going to talk about that was in this article was that brave leaders set a daring vision. So here are the first few lines about this. It says, brave leaders are bold visionaries. While they may have to manage in the realm of probabilities, they lead from the space of possibilities. I love that. So again, while they may have to manage in the realm of probabilities, they lead from the space of possibilities, knowing that, and get this, this is like, this is also coffee mug material right here, (laughs) knowing this, that we fail more from timidity than over daring. And so I just, I love this, but I also love how as believers, how this translates into our lives because we... Serve a God with limitless possibilities. We serve a God who does for what man is, for what's impossible for man is possible for God. Like that is who we serve. And mm-hmm. so I love that because, I mean, the fact that Jesus wants us to partner with him in whatever realm we're leading in. Again, like you said, this doesn't just have to be in the workplace, whether yeah. it's in your home, in, with your family, in your church, within your workplace. That Jesus is like, I wanna do this with you. Yeah. Like let's do this together. And guess what? When you do it with me, the impossible is possible. Yeah. yeah. And so I mean, I, I I specifically love the story of you know, when Jesus fed the 5,000 and the disciples are like, uh, so like these 5,000 people, I was just like, sometimes when I think of this story, I'm like picturing this small group, like, 5,000 people, like picture right. 5,000 people just hanging, Right. And, like all these people are hungry. Yeah. Like we need to send them away to go get some food. And We're Jesus, like,
1: there's 70 people at Empower. That's I a lot like, of people. Now, we got to feed these people <laughs> yeah. lunch. That's right. Yeah. Come <laughs> on, dude.
2: take some. Come through. Come yeah. Yeah. Bring those sandwiches. <laughs> like, 5,000 people yeah, is a lot, a lot of people for yeah. Jesus to be like, well, you can do it. Yeah. And they're, you know, of course, like, I don't know. This is one of those stories that I really love picturing in my head, like their faces where they're like, okay, <laughs> well, here's what we've got, <laughs> I know, you know, like, <laughs> uh, choosing, oh yeah. my gosh. and, and I think it's just knowing like Jesus knew full well that they could not multiply that food and could not feed that many people, but he's like, you do it. And so what followed that was not only just like a miracle of multiplication, but just the fact that like, it was something beyond what they could have even imagined, because I think one of my favorite parts of this story is that at the end, they all had a basket. There are 12 baskets left over. Isn't that an interesting number? Like, they're all just standing there. Yeah. I just, I don't know, that's (laughs) what I love picturing. They're like, what? Like, this is, we have leftovers more than what we even started with, you know. So very clear that it was just this miracle. And I mean, you look throughout all of scripture and you see story after story after story of God doing the impossible. What was impossible for man, he did. And so again, I just, the last part of that quote that says we fail more from timidity than over daring. I just, oh, I think that is so, so good because how many times out of fear, out of not wanting to risk, mm-hmm. have we just kind of, sh- we've shrunk back and we haven't moved forward in what the Lord may really clearly be calling us into because he wants to partner with us to make it happen. That's so good. Um And then, and then what we fail is we fail actually getting to experience the full vision that the Lord
1: had. That's right. And usually that comes because we think we have to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not really a partnering. Yeah. You know, and, like, I can't I mean, do like that. I said, so yeah. I better not. And the disciples <laughs> couldn't either. I mean, right. you know, they could with him partnering with him and alongside. And so sometimes it's just shifting that place. Oh, okay. We're doing this together. Yeah. yeah. And what does that look like? Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and I'll just say, even for myself, if I, if I did this on my own, I would do it this way. Mm-hmm. If I did this with you, Lord, how would that look differently? Yeah. And that's just for my mind. Yeah. I have to plan it out. Side note, it's usually significantly better yeah. uh, <laughs> when Jesus is involved. Um, well, and and it, he likes it's to like, remind me of that often. I yeah. recently,
2: I've been reading a book where um, it's called Nothing to Prove by Jenny Allen. Oh, Everyone so get it. It yes. is so good. But she talks in there about it when she had that moment of realizing that the Lord was like, hey, what would happen if you started? If you stopped working for me and started working with me Uh, and how that shifted everything. And I I mean, I remember not too long ago, I was going somewhere and doing something that was so far outside of my comfort zone with mercy. And I remember like being in the car, just being like, oh my word, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is so terrifying. I'm so scared. This is outside of my comfort zone. And I remember when the Lord was like, hey, guess what? stop asking me to go with you because you're going with me. And I was like, ah, you know, but that, that changes everything when you see what you're doing from the perspective of actually coming alongside Him, not asking Him to come alongside you.
1: The Keys to Freedom book, that first part, the setting the stage where we talk about the roots and the branches, that has helped me to describe what a stronghold is to people in a way that, again, I didn't have language for before. So being able to describe the anatomy of a stronghold and to visually give people something that they can look at that makes sense to them has been just revolutionary as far as helping people understand where things come from, why they start, and where the roots are at. So you need to check out these tools because they're designed to help you and to help you help other people in your work. Feel free to go online and, and see or give us a call and ask for our Director of Outreach and we'll get you started on that. I love that so much. And here's the second one. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I, I really like this. Um, and it's that brave leaders speak candidly. Ooh. Yeah. And here's why I like it. Not because I am a very confrontational person and I love it. And I think that's the greatest thing ever. Um, but what I've learned in working with other human beings um, and, you know, my personal life and all of that is that, you know, being confrontational and being candid does not mean being aggressive, mm-hmm. okay? And so I've learned that, like, a lot of people, I'll be like, so, so, okay, so, you you know, as a counselor and when I'm challenging counselors, all right, so are you challenging this girl or whoever, you know, their client is? Are you speaking into that, you know, and they'll sometimes say, well, I'm not really good with confrontation, okay, well, you have to be, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you can't challenge hard things and rude issues without being candid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that it's more of their idea of what that is, yeah. right? It is not go be like Brooke yeah. for the mm-hmm. love. There's just, a, just don't, please don't. We need more of you, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Less of me. And so, you know, but I, I just really like, but the thing is you have to be honest about things. And so if there's a fear about speaking candidly, or if you're like me and you're like, I love it, let's do this, you might want to think about ways that you're a big old jerk um, and kind of. <laughs> but I mean, that is.
2: I do think, though, of, like when I think about. I mean, I feel like you you do have a way of being able to be very honest and forthright, but not being like a bully.
1: Yeah, yeah the, but that yeah, took time. Sure. I yeah. mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that did. T- I mean, it takes time, it takes maturity, it takes because I would never want to hurt somebody's feelings, yeah. but there have been times that I have <clears> and then I'm like, oh, you know, and they're sure. like, well, because you said it this way and I was like that that was terrible and I'm very <laughs> sorry. You know, or being married for five seconds. Uh, uh, you know, I'll you learn how sure. to be gentle and parenting and all of that. But mm-hmm. so so what we're talking about here, I just wanted to give that context because we're talking about saying what needs to be said. Yeah. All right. Not necessarily what people want to hear. Yeah. Um, And it may not seem like a big deal in the moment. And definitely sometimes you got to pray about things and and take something back to somebody. And depending on who you are and how the Lord made you, you process that out. Um, But it like leaving issues unaddressed will have long term effects.
2: Absolutely. They just will. It's
1: not going to get better. We can go in all the ways. But you all know, like if there's something you don't address, it's you either are delusional and you pretend it goes away so it can come back later to Mm -hmm. (laughs) cause problems, it Mm -hmm. will, you know, instill in your heart and become bitterness. This Mm -hmm. is also where a lot of root hurts come from. Mm -hmm. A lot of unforgiveness comes from because we won't just deal with it in the moment because it's uncomfortable. Yeah, And so with that, (laughs) you know, it can seem very hard to lead courageously in that way. Yeah. Um, and you can't lead courageously while avoiding discussions that need to be had. Yeah. That's just the bottom line. And yeah. so yeah. of course Jesus was the perfect example of this. And you know, we say this all the time, but you know, Jesus's no or his boundaries were not crushing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. His yes wasn't enabling, but his no's weren't crushing. And so he did this perfectly. He always got the heart of got to the heart of the matter. Um I mean, you talk about the rich young ruler, right? So this guy is just busy listing off all the things he's done to earn eternal life. (laughs) Right. And so it's like, I've been pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Which is sometimes my conversations with the Lord, (laughs) like, I feel like I've done a good job. And he's Uh like, oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) I'm just, y'all probably think I'm a terrible person. That's Uh, It's fine. (laughs) But, you know, but he did, he knew the real issue at hand, right? It wasn't about being like, no, you better give me one more. It's like, no, see, that's, he's pointing to the heart. Yeah. Right. He said, so instead of just saying what the man wanted to hear and leaving it unaddressed, he cut to the chase. Right. But he did it with kindness and clarity. And he was like, this is, this is what is needed. Yeah. Right. This thing. And um, and so because that was the heart, that's what his heart held on to. Um, And I just love that so much. And he does that with us, by the way, over and over again. So if this is something you mm-hmm. struggle with on either side of the spectrum, yeah, you know, just go to the Lord and be like, how what is the best way to communicate with that person? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of times and I can speak for me that there are people I'm, I feel like I'm not getting through. Like I'm mm. trying to be honest, but it's not really going mm-hmm. well. Like what does that person need to hear? And so often he shares with me, you know, encourage them first, let them know you're for them in that's this good. way yeah. or speak to them. I might need to apologize for something, even mm. though I didn't intend for it to be wrong. It hurt their feelings, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of being humble in that place. Yeah. Um, and doing that. Good. So,
0: oh, man, that's so, so good. Yeah. I love what you said. Jesus, he didn't beat around the bush, but he, he really led those hard conversations, but he did it with kindness. I th- that's just so, mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. So that leads us to our next point. So as Brooke was being honest, I'm going to be honest about my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this one <laughs> is the struggle bus for me. Um, but I do feel a sense of, of uh, I guess, passion towards it because the Holy Spirit has done a lot of hard work uh, in my heart uh, as of late. So (laughs) That is, brave leaders are decisive and uh, they're decisive amid ambiguity. So what does that even mean? Um, I'm a people pleaser. And that sounds cute and innocent, but let me tell you, it's actually a (laughs) disease (laughs) that you can die from. (laughs) And uh, when you're trying to please everyone, what really happens is you end up pleasing no one. Mm -hmm. No one. And inevitably um, you're paralyzed in being able to decide. So also side note, have you ever gone out to eat with people and they can't make up their mind? It's frustrating just throwing that <laughs> out there. So uh, so practicing this quality in my own journey has been incredibly powerful. Um, now let's go back and see what our article says about this one because I thought this was so good. It says, brave leaders make bold calls. They do their homework And run the numbers, and then they make the best judgment call they can. And when they make a misstep, they own it. We had talked about extreme ownership a couple episodes before. Mm -hmm. They own it fast and adjust the course quickly. What they don't do is sit on the fence waiting until they're 100% sure they can't mess up. And Mm -hmm. that was huge for me. Like, that was so good. I think most of us wait just, you know, a little longer when trying to make hard decisions, praying that we'll catch wind of whatever's missing or get that information that we need. But the truth is that most of us don't have the luxury of that kind of time. Um, But we can trust God that he knows everything, even when it's unseen and that he'll guide us. We can lean on him and uh, know that Jesus is God. So we also know that the Bible says he can sympathize with our weakness. Hebrews 4 15. And we can trust that he knows what it's like to be faced With these hard decisions, Mm Psalm 139 says that He, before we do it or do something, before we sit and rise, He sees it. He knows it. So Mm -hmm. we can trust, like we were talking about before, partnering with God. I think one of my favorite verses as of late that's kind of been renewed in my mind has been Psalm 23. So when it talks about you, you lead me in paths of righteousness for your glory. Like he, if I'm walking with Him and trusting Him, He's going to lead me. Like I don't have to panic and go, oh my gosh, is He like maybe this one time he's testing me and he's going to like <laughs> sit on the sidelines and be like, all right, you got this one on your own. Yeah. Christ Jesus, he yeah. <laughs> does not do that. He does not so, play games. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. So we can be, dissecti- um, I can't say that word. We can be decisive in practical ways uh, because the Bible references all of the times um that he is with us and that he's giving us wisdom. We can mm-hmm. trust that, uh, that he's going to give us that wisdom even when we don't know what step to take. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's really good. I I just want to say like, there's, I've been listening to just some interesting podcasts lately. The Lord has three on repeat for um, Scott and I right now. And so I won't get into all of it, but a piece of it is talking about, celebrating your weakness mm. and not being afraid to recognize what that is, that's because good. that's the areas the Lord wants to grow, mm-hmm. right? Your strengths are your strengths and mm-hmm. those will grow as well. But really like usually your greatest weakness when he starts healing and growing and doing that ends up becoming your greatest strength. Right. Mm, and good. so it's, it's really trusting his character that he's yeah. okay. I can give this to you and he can work on it. Um, and I love that the other side of that is even if you are a decisive person, not taking, um, like making the decision your identity. Yeah. You know, I, I like that. So okay, yeah. so that all right, that didn't work. We thought that was a good idea. Didn't work. Let's move on to the next. And like how much trust and um uh, I'm going to say comfortability. I don't know if that's really the right word, but that your team can have in you or that your family has in you or that your kid has in you. Mm-hmm. Okay, we thought that was a good decision. It wasn't good. Like your kids going to learn Okay, so that wasn't, yeah, you know, yeah. our identity's not caught up in, but this was everything, yeah, you know, or feeling bad in that way. So I just wanted to throw out the other side of that's that, good. you know. Yeah, so that's really, really good.
2: Okay, well, so we knocked out three of the seven today. <laughs> yes. Um, And so let's just review because I think it's helpful. Um, we talked about how courageous leaders set a daring vision. They're not scared to pursue the impossible because they mm-hmm. are working with God. Um, courageous leaders speak candidly or have hard conversations. And I love, Brooke, that you just talked about that doesn't equal courageous leaders bully people around. Yeah. They can speak candidly with gentleness.
1: It is possible. Yeah. You don't even have to be loud. Yeah. By the way. Just be cool. Yeah. Be chill. That's yeah. be yeah. <laughs> cool. That's it. That's my coffee um, mug.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one was just that courageous leaders are decisive. They will take action. Um, they don't sit on the fence for forever. Um, so many good things, guys. But I do, you know, I think it's also important to note that there can be some things that, you know, are courage killers, if you will. Yeah. Um, and things that it's it's funny when I think about things that can really attack or kill courage. It's usually things that are like really quiet. They're kind of under the radar. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're usually things that are really comfortable yeah. because courage isn't always comfortable yeah. um, and it requires you to tap into something greater than you to have mm-hmm. courage yeah. and so sometimes it's just these things that kind of fly under the radar it's things like um, conformity just kind of doing what everybody else does doing whatever every other maybe organization does or every other leader does um, or even just kind of like Making a habit of just sticking to what you've always known, mm-hmm. like sticking to what's safe, sticking to what like this is tried and true and proven. We're not going outside of these walls. You know, those things can be really those really can kill courage inside of you. Um, and so in saying that it can be small things, but it can also be small things that help you kind of like get out of that comfort rut. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like as silly as it might sound, I know you were just talking about people ordering at restaurants. It can be like, I want to try something new. Yeah. Listen, that would be very hard for me. That would take more courage than a lot of things. Like, I know what I like to eat here. Like, trying something new. It could be the, being the first person to say hi or to even yeah. approach someone who feels a little unapproachable or, you know, yeah. like it can just be making some small decisions here and there, day in and day out that can really kind of build some of that, that courage inside mm-hmm. of you. Um, you know, and another, like, Significant courage killer that we cannot pass by um is comparison. Preach, oh. bring it, <laughs> bring it. That's a whole other podcast I series, say, guys. I do a whole episode, <laughs> guys. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm about a series it's coming, yeah. but like, oh, there you go, series. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 you know, like even you were saying with people pleasing, you know, we can kind of throw that out there and be like, oh yeah, comparison's not good, but it can be so incredibly destructive. Yeah, and especially just even in what we're talking about today, I mean. I think so many times that we we will not act, we will not move forward, we will not risk because we're too f- busy comparing ourselves or feeling inferior to other people yeah. instead of actually recognizing what the Lord has given to us and what he's calling us into instead of actually comparing it to everybody else's callings, everybody else's gifts. I mean, that can really, really, really hold you back yeah. in huge ways. Um, and so, like I said, you know, these things can feel small, um, but they're all a part of the way that we can like address courage and making brave, courageous choices.
1: Yeah. Well, and so I'm going to make this a little psychological. Okay. Do it. Cause do it. That's why I'm here. Right. That's what uh, you do. <laughs> that's why we pay it's your you. Thing. No. So here's the thing I think you also can think of is like, let's say that you've prayed through some stuff, you've been delivered from some things and you're like, I feel really good. Right. Like, okay, I'm ready to be a good leader. I feel like the Lord's healed some stuff and I'm ready to go. What we can often forget is how we can be in the habit of of doing these things, right? So you can be in the habit of comparison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I'm not in bondage by that thing anymore. Maybe I've dealt with some root stuff, but I've been in such a habit of comparing myself to everyone for so long yeah. years, right? A lot of times we're yeah. doing these things for years. We learn, it's, you know, learn behavior that you have to almost, when we talk about like going into renewing the mind, mm-hmm. you have to catch yourself and be like, oh wait, no, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, you know, like we'll work through some things in counseling or something, for example, and people will be like, but I'm still struggling with it. Well, yeah, because you live that way for a really long time. Yeah. And so the Lord's done a healing so work in default you. Mode. Yeah. 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 And so know that those are two different things, right? Being bound to something and then learning how to get out of the habit of that are two separate things. And you have so much power to be able to do that with the Lord. So I just don't want it to be discouraging if you're like, okay, I prayed through it. I'm good. I'm ready to go. Wait, why am I still, you know, dealing with this? And so, and I say that leading into the next piece, because we're going to just real quick segue into the nose of courageous leadership.
2: No, no. I feel like we need to have like music leading we into the do. nose each For the time. Nose. I, yeah. The nose. yeah. That's yeah.
1: all you like. That was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Nailed it. That was it. No, yes. we should delete that right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. all right. So this may, um, overlap with some of the courage killers, uh, that we just referenced. Mm. Um, But I think it's worth mentioning. So the nose of courageous leadership, one is going to be pessimism. Mm. So anytime you are bombarded with an onslaught of negative thoughts as to why something won't work. And in fact, I would challenge you that if if your immediate thoughts are pessimistic and not thoughts of hope, Mm. immediately take that to the Lord, right? So, and we're going, you know, we have podcasts on renewing your mind and all that. Go back and visit that because yeah. that's where a battle is going to be. Big time is renewing your mind in that yeah. place. Um, and so be aware. It's not that you're a terrible person. It could just be that that's something you've learned to do or, you know what, I'm not really surrendering this to the Lord right now or surrendering surrendering this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I'm trying to do it out of myself and not, okay, Lord, what do you think mm-hmm. needs to happen? Because, by the way, guys, he's way more creative than we are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so daring vision is crucial to this. Um, and, and you can't do that if everything. If you're negative about yep, everything, yep. right? True. Um, also sidestepping. Uh another word for this. <laughs> not a dance, guys, not a dance. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> another word for this would be dodging. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. or evading, uh-huh. or hiding, yeah. or avoiding. And you pick, <laughs> Any pick of the your above- poison. Yep. Any of those that you're like, oh yep, there, that's me. Um, so basically running away from where you know you need to go. Yeah. Um, so there's if there's a conversation that needs to be had have it if there is unrest address it yeah so whatever that hard thing is face it head on instead of praying it goes away because mm. y'all you're preaching Convicting. to me right now yeah. I'm like, all right oh, fine. fine you know what Lord, <laughs> i got some stuff to do when to this... stop recording <laughs> if you could just make this this situation okay <gasps> yeah. yeah and even i mean you know y'all know even for us like what you know in our personal lives what we've been praying for like it Sometimes it doesn't go away. Yeah. Sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. as Melanie says often in Empower, and probably on here, the only way is through it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so. Um, but when you're doing it with the Lord, he's doing it for you. And so you can have rest, you know, peace and rest in that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And honestly, guys, if you notice that you keep dealing with the same situations or the same people over and over the Lord's like, Hey,
2: yeah, <laughs> Hey, let's, uh,
1: yeah. If y'all are like, why is everywhere I, I work you, yeah. the same type of person there or yeah. everywhere I go, <laughs> the same type of person. Yeah, that's uh, just something to talk to Laura uh-huh. about. Just uh-huh. throwing it out there. Uh-huh. All right. The last one would be indecision. So we talked about this a lot, um, but the minute you believe that no decision is a good decision, you've, well, one, you've made a decision. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's that. Um, and you've really made the decision that, okay, I'm just not going to lead. There's a time and place for giving things more time, Uh, but more often than not, our indecision stems from wanting to please others. Mm -hmm. And so remember that courageous leaders are decisive, even when it means some people do not approve. And that doesn't mean don't seek wisdom, but when you feel like it's the right thing, go with it. And then also know that if it doesn't work out, your identity is not tied to that decision. And so, you know, you can just go, okay, didn't work out. And, you know, we can move on from there. And hopefully you have people in your life that can encourage you in that, right? So yeah. this is not something you just have to deal with on your own. Um, you deal with the Lord and you surround yourself with really great, wise people that love you and that will encourage you, you know, as you're walking through healing in these areas. Yeah. So
0: mm-hmm. Ugh, that's so good. Like check, check, check. As Brooke was talking, I was like, "Yes, Lord, I hear your voice. <laughs> I know, I hear you, Jesus." Uh, no, that is so good. And you know, it's crazy. We are done. With the series, like that, wow. this is the last podcast. <laughs> in this leadership, of the leadership series. series, but it is a—it's uh, been so helpful. I don't know about you guys, but it's been um, a good reminder for me and just some real practical things to to be self-aware of yeah. and to look at and say, "Man, where where am I uh, running well?" And then Jesus, where do I need to partner with you and and need you to guide mm-hmm. and lead me and, and grow me in these things? And yeah. so, as we have been doing at the end of this entire series. We just wanted to challenge and give you guys practical tools and exercise for just taking that time, taking that time with the Lord and asking Him to reveal to you where maybe have you been indecisive, maybe where have you been sidestepping or avoiding or putting off something that He, like Brooke said, has intentionally been Mm -hmm. wanting to, you know, walk through with you because He's trying to grow you. He's Mm -hmm. trying to stretch you. He wants you to be a better leader than you want to be, you know? Yeah. And so uh, take time and, and just ask the Lord that. And you know what I love about the Lord? He will show you. like. The Bible says when we seek, when we seek Him with our whole heart, we'll find Him. And so take that time to just humbly ask God where we've settled for fear and then ask for His strength to lead out courageously. So, so with that being said, we are pumped to let you guys know we've got one more week. Even though this series is essentially done, we have an amazing leader joining us next week. Mm-hmm. And that is the founder and president of mercy multiplied herself nancy alcorn and so please join us next week she's going to be sharing just some things that she has learned in her journey as a leader but also some things to look forward to uh, with mercy in 2019 it's it's something you're not going to want to miss so make sure you hop on for that we're so glad you joined us today we'd love for you to head on over to itunes and leave us a review you can also find previous episodes there Mercy Multiplied is a non-profit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.